0: Well, we continue our days together in Advent, Advent 2020. One of the things I love about Advent is this reminder about waiting. And In a couple of days, I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about some things I've been experiencing myself in the waiting area of life and my soul. But for a couple of days now, I've been giving you I words that I've merged together with Advent, with Advent. Advent is about waiting, about celebrating, taking time, 40 days time before the birth of Christ. Teresa of Avila calls us to this marvelous sentence. She says, settle yourself in solitude and your will come upon him in yourself. Settle yourself in solitude and you will come upon him in yourself. And I think that this is a part of what we're called to do at this time of the year, is settling ourselves. We're at home much more, much to our chagrin in many ways, and some to our peril. But these three words during Advent, invitation, iteration, and intimacy play a part in who we are and what we intend to do. We talked a couple of days ago about the invitation. I encourage you to read Adele Calhoun's book on invitations. We talked about iteration and that repeat, 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 oh no, it's Advent again, oh no, we're going to read Luke 2 again. It's okay. It's a good thing it's a good thing. It's not just children who need to repeat, repeat, repeat. We all need to repeat, repeat. And when it comes to this time of the year, there's so many things that we repeat, repeat, repeat. The certain foods. I was recently with a small group, and they were talking about the green bean casserole that came out of the cream of mushroom era, and how the beans and the cream of mushroom and the fried onion rings on top with the dish to serve, oh, this must be 40 years ago, and families are still making that dish and eating it. Now, I tried it a few years ago and, and thought I could eat it. It just tasted awful to me. My palate has changed. But we repeat, repeat, repeat. Santa comes. We make a list. We put up our trees. We decorate our house with lights. We send Christmas cards. We repeat, repeat, repeat. And so repeating Advent and reading the accounts of the birth of the angels, of the verbiage spoken between God and the characters of this amazing true story. So we come to this last word, intimacy, and I think it's a very overused word, very overused word. We, we throw it in and talk about it as if we understood what it really means. And Christ speaks of the church as the bride and the bridegroom, drawing our attention to the intimacy that he thinks of in marriage, in marriage. And a definition of the word intimacy in the dictionary comes straight to the intimacy between a husband and a wife. It's the, it's the first definition. It's not another definition, but it's the first definition. And it uses words like closeness, togetherness, affinity, attachment, familiarity, friendship, a lot of words that talk about intimacy in the marriage. Now, we know the story. We know that Mary and Joseph, we know the angel came to Mary. We know Joseph, what he was going to do. And then Joseph moved on. And now this caravan is moving. This is a caravan of people who are moving to Jerusalem because this is what's happening. And, you know, they came to marriage in a very unusual manner, they, 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 they did not come to marriage in the happy, clappy way we all think about marriage, and that those cultures and generations and many cultures around the world still come to marriage as a choice chosen by someone else, and there's a lot of history and record-keeping that indicates that those marriages are often terrifically formed. So they're in a caravan. Their marriage is not normal. Uh, They're most likely traveling together, but with other people. And I think Joseph is probably trying to protect her from the ridicule of what she's been living with. And now she's great with child. He's a first time father. She's a first time mother. They weren't speaking of names like, shall we name her, oh, we don't know whether it's a him or a her, n- didn't happen to them. That conversation was not happening to them. They weren't a- holding a book of a thousand names and bantering back and forth and choosing one, two, and three and deciding. They were bonding together and they walked and they talked. He might have been more protective of her. This is just how I'm seeing it. Mary must have talked to him about what Gabriel said. there. They're a marriage now. They're about to be the parents of this child. And the angel said "You will bear a son and his name is Jesus. Now my husband is an attorney, a tax attorney, and his father was a federal judge. Okay? So when my husband was born, there was a little mantle over his head that said, ah, son, you too should be. Now think of that. Was that mantle, did you place that on any of your children? Did you give them a name you hoped they'd grow into? Were you given a name that your family hoped you would grow into? How about the name Jesus? Wait, it's not just the name Jesus. It's the phrase that follows. And he will save his people from their sins. Think about what Mary and Joseph are talking about now. That is a form of this great intimacy that happens. You may not have had a mantle on your head or on one of your children. Um, They no doubt talked about the leaders in the world, Herod, Zechariah, Elizabeth, the relatives, the parents and the grandparents, what's happened to them. They're building a bond about this common thing that has happened to them. An angel has called them, has impregnated Mary, and now they are married going forward with their life. So this is a very intimate space. Um, um, Birth and the reception of people into our lives is also very intimate. There's no private room with home-like settings. Um, there are more and more of these private rooms, maternity suites, sofas, and comfortable furniture chairs, and Mama in the bed, and Daddy and other children playing on the floor with a little box of games while Mama's having a baby. But this wasn't that kind she was riding a donkey at nine months pregnant for 75 miles. Ouch. It's all I can say. I'm a woman who's had a child and all I can say at nine months riding a donkey is an ouch. Now, my husband and I, we love road trips. And a couple of summers ago, we took a 7,000 mile road trip with each other. And this is not very intimate thing that we do. And it's really wonderful for me. He drives, and I get to do everything else, any anything and everything else I want to do. But it is two of us in the front seat of that car for 7,000 miles. So this is two of them from Jerusalem to Bethlehem, six miles a day. Um, somebody quoted how many minutes it would take for them to walk a mile um, at a normal 20-minute mile and how long it would take for them to get from where they were going to where they were going to have the baby. The donkey, surely, if he had a name, um, was a close part of what was going on between Mary and Joseph in the conversations. Our daughter lost um, their family pet a year ago, and the whole house was changed by it. The rhythm of each day, which is eating and sleeping and cleaning up and caring for themselves and their pet... Think about these days with the donkey that you have to take care of and a pregnant woman and um, where they're headed and how it all looks. A great deal of intimacy came to be between Mary and Joseph. Now, in my work as a spiritual director, I often am asked, what is it that intimacy means when it comes to God? Intimacy is experiencing people that are close to you, who respond similarly to you, who you invite in, as we talked about the invitation, and you repeat, repeat, repeat activities that bring you to intimacy. And while the word intimacy is overused, I think, in this culture, There is a holiness about understanding of that kind of intimacy that we can have with the God of the universe. I must tell you that in my early days of exploring that, I thought, as I read to you a few days ago or from Paul Tripp, he is God and I am not, and I know that. How can I possibly have whatever my finite mind can understand about intimacy with God, with God? Well, in my work as a spiritual director or meeting with women one-on-one and helping them discern God's will in their lives, the fact that we gain intimacy with God is by in many ways doing the same things we do in intimate physical relationships. We spend time, we talk, we listen. We share. God speaks, you speak. And I think it's a great model that God set before us when he modeled the church with marriage, the intimate relationship between a woman and a man and that in part was used to procreate the world but was to show the kind of relationship that the church could have with God. Do you have an intimate relationship with God? Do you know his voice? Do you know that he speaks to you? Does he speak to you through the Bible? Yes. Does he speak to you through others? Yes. Particularly others who love and care for you. Listen to those people. If you are confident of someone's love and care, listen to those people. That may be your mom or your dad or your aunt or your mentor, whoever that is. If you are loved by someone in God, Listen to those people, because God uses people to speak to us. He uses the Word of God to speak to us. He uses books to speak to us. He wants to speak to us, and he wants us to listen to him. So what are the ingredients of intimacy as we walk through these days of Advent and desire to know him better, to love him more, to celebrate his birth, knowing why he came to this earth and went into a woman's womb and went through the dark birth canal to be born a human being. It was his love for us and desire to be in an intimate relationship with him. If you have never said yes to making that God, the God of the universe, the Lord of your life. Perhaps during this Advent season, it's the time to do that, to pause long enough to recognize that he is God, and you are not, and that he sent his only child on your behalf, to be born of a virgin woman, to die on a cross, and to be resurrected to soon come again. That's the story of God. And it begins in these Advent days as he is being readied for birth. We are Modern Homemakers, and I'm Donna Otto. And I pray for you during these Advent days. Remember the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day of recognizing his voice.